right, scary. All right, scary. I I keep thinking about the SNL parody of The Watcher being the looker, and it's Fred Armisen as Penny Marshall just sitting on somebody's lawn. Yeah, we talked about that. Last I know, week. <laughs> I know. I'm bringing it back because oh, it is so like, good. <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, did we talk about this? Yes, we did. <laughs> it's Penny Marshall sitting outside of 657 Boulevard in a lawn chair, just looking. Just it's looking, and Mar- Margot Martindale goes over to her, and she's just like, "What are you doing here?" And then she yeah. just looks at her, just looking at her, calm face, calm face. Yeah, I, I, I love that image. Anyway, we are here. If you haven't guessed, Mary's to talk about the Watcher, which premiered on Netflix just a couple weeks ago. Yeah. It did. It it came out a couple weeks ago, and and you know has been the the talk of the town, uh, at least in terms of people who watch TV shows uh, and binge them in a weekend, like I do. And uh, I, you know, I've I've seen other podcasts talking about it, YouTube channels talking about it, and and, and the true story and all of that. And I feel like it's um, the thing to know is that like, please don't go into this thinking all of this actually happened. <laughs> you know, like part of this happened, but. Most of this didn't. <laughs> Most of this didn't. This is not a Blair Witch Project type of goop. Uh, I yeah, uh, you don't want to believe that it happened. That's all I have to say. It's a it's a nutso little story. I mean, I love you know you know to back up for anyone who doesn't know about the Watcher. You know what the Watcher is. A family moves into this house in Westfield, New Jersey. Suddenly, they start getting letters you know, from somebody who calls themselves the watcher and, and, you know, this house needs fresh blood and, you know, all these creepy messages. And then from there in the show, it escalates and there's sort of this like paranoia of who's the watcher. And what I love or the lens in which I like the watcher the most is the idea that Westfield, New Jersey is like running rampant with like blood sucking vampires. That there's something eerie going on in Westfield. Yeah, like I love the Stepford Wives lens because the the thing with the Watcher, with the the fake Ryan Murphy Watcher, is there's all these different kind of red herrings of what might be behind all of this. Mm-hmm. One of them being that yeah, there's this whole like blood cult in the neighborhood that's <laughs> you know draining people you know to to keep Margot Martindale alive, and. I love that feeling or that idea that like, oh my God, what if, what if this upper crust neighborhood in, in New Jersey was actually just like teeming with blood suckers? I wouldn't be surprised. It would, it would explain a lot about Westfield, which I should say Certainly. is indeed a real town. I grew up like two towns over from Westfield, a family that lives there. Like I'm very familiar with, with Westfield uh, and kind of what it means to live in Westfield. You know, I feel like in everywhere has you neighborhoods. Made it. Yeah, like Westfield's like, oh, you live in Short Hills. Oh, you live in Saddle mm-hmm. River. Like, oh, you live in, you know, whatever. Um, Cherry West, Hill West, yeah. Sure, exactly. There's just like, there's a, there's a, uh, to say like, oh my gosh, oh, you moved to Westfield. It's a very country club kind of town. Mm. And, um, and it's all bullshit, of course. Like, it's all bullshit. But I think there is that kind of, I love the idea of like here is this picturesque, so obsessed with image, you know, like yuppie town, and really they're all monsters. I love that. I do love that they're all monsters obsessed with this one house, mm-hmm. right? And then for Ryan Murphy to kind of take it 
a few steps further and like there's tunnels into the house, right? That the house kind of becomes this, I don't know, this heart uh, for the neighborhood, right? Uh, if we're going to go with the blood kind of metaphor here, uh, that all of the houses have access to mm -hmm. 657 Boulevard through these like creepy ass parasite like tunnels. These veins into their homes uh -huh. that can go suck the blood of people in the basement. Oh I God. mean, it's and and you know, obviously, you know, it goes without saying that like there's gonna be tons of spoilers in this episode, but like it's worth mentioning this 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 idea, this suggestion is debunked in like the third episode. What suggestion? That, that, that it's a blood-sucking cult. Oh, right. It is debunked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's well, debunked. We find out about the tunnels maybe in episode six, but like that's maybe the one thing I was kind of like a little let down with the Watcher is like they went through all of these really interesting red herrings oh, and then it ended on like real Nothing. estate. Yeah, right? It didn't really end on anything. Like, And I think that's purposeful. I can understand what from a writer's standpoint, they were trying to do like, because the original story is still unsolved. And so they're just creating a fantasy of just like unsolved ideas. Right. Kind mm -hmm. of like the staircase, you know, it's like, well, it could be the owl. Right. It's like, well, it could be real estate. It also could be the private detective. Right. And she, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, I feel like they kept it open for a reason, but I will say that uh, I was just, I was vastly disappointed at, the American Horror Story direction this show went. And that's, you know, I mean, that's something I've heard about. I'm not, I, I feel like I'm vaguely familiar with Ryan Murphy. I've seen a few things here and there, but one of the critiques I've heard of him is that like, he'll start with an idea and like, it'll take off, but then it'll crash land by, by the last exactly few episodes. Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, yes. And that's, that is what happens here. I have to say that like there was a certain point maybe by like episode four or five where I was like, oh, this has lost its way. Mm -hmm. Oh, and there's two more episodes. Okay. You know. There is another way to watch The Watcher, to watch The Watcher, uh, that I would be curious to do and go back and do. But because there were moments during this series that I was laughing because mm -hmm. the dialogue was just so over the top. The the stingers were just so placed so well. Um, that whole scene, here's the example that I laughed a lot, where the guy who comes in the kitchen and pretends to be the contractor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. John. The, uh, uh, John Graff. Yeah, yeah. The one that was, you know, supposedly like killed his family or whatever. But mm -hmm. then that was a story from Colorado, whatever. So, uh, which again, I don't even know if that's all real. But anyway, so he he's in the the kitchen, and God, he's just like telling that whole story about like punishing his slut whore daughter. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you, she never wore low cut shirts ever again. I'll tell you that. And it's so and 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 just <laughs> there to were kind these, of like stingers, Mary. It was like bing. <laughs> well, and just to kind of put another lens on this is that John Graff is played by Joe Montello, who is a oh, big Broadway director, gay yes. man. So, the, and obviously, like most of the episodes are written co-written by Ryan Murphy. A lot of them are directed by Ryan Murphy. Like there, there is like certainly the queer lens on this of just like here is like this this kind of it, this role this this scene this John Graff scene is kind of like the black china role in the watcher <laughs> you get one big cool scene and it's like you know what i'm not really hungry and then he leaves and it's like what the fuck yeah that scene i felt like was just it was funny it was 
it was so over the top that it was funny. I mean, there were a lot of other examples of that, but that's the one that comes to mind the most. And it's also the one part of the story that I, or part of the series that I was like, they did not tie that up at all. Who was he? Right, because, yeah, certainly it's not the only scene we see him. We then see that he's, you know... He's friends with Mia Farrow. Friends with Mia Farrow, and they're having those kind of neighborhood preservation meetings, and there's a moment where, in episode six, where I think he's on the phone with her, and he says, oh, I think they're on to us. Yeah. And so is it just a bunch of, like kooks in the neighborhood that want to preserve the house mm. as they prefer to remember it because those people exist like that's kind of the underwhelming thing is that like if the idea that Mia Farrow's character Pearl and 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 Jasper are just these these stuck in their in their memories weirdos that want the stewards house stewards of tradition right yeah, yeah like that's not as insidious as like Mia Farrow you know Pearl being like a, a much darker energy, you know what I mean? Like being one of the grand high witches of Westfield, mm-hmm. you know? Um, like the fact that she is such an eccentric character. And I love when, when Dean calls her <laughs> professor McGonagall at one point. Hilarious. Hilarious. So funny. Um, but she's so like such a wackadoo that it's like, what a, as Tony Clutt would say, what a waste to not let her be full wackadoo by the end. You know, she was, I, I I know this is a, I know this is like a ugh, Johnny eye roll kind of uh, analogy, but I felt like Mia Farrow in this series was kind of like God. She was kind of like um, Gina Gershon in Showgirls. Like she was the only one that kind of knew what was going mm. on and was doing really well. I think Margot Martindale knew where she was. Okay, okay, that's very fair. And uh, you know Jennifer Coolidge also I think got it, but. Mia Farrow, for whatever reason, I she was able to take the character and it it didn't feel it was over the top and was hilarious and it didn't feel like too much. Margaret Martindale was brilliant and I felt like she knew it was too much and was doing it anyway. Yes. No, Mia Farrow took it very seriously yeah. in a way where Margot Martindale was having a really good time. Yeah. And she was having the blast. Yeah. <laughs> she is really, to me, maybe the number one reason to watch. I think that she has so many funny scenes, um, especially later on when, when Dean confronts her. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's right. We're going to go meet up with our fucking blood cult. You know, like I just <laughs> I she she's so funny in this. Um I'll say this. I think Jennifer Coolidge was a little bit of stunt casting. Completely. And agreed. it didn't really work for me. No. I I felt like it was so like, oh my God, look, we got the white lotus lady. Look, we're going to make her be this. Look, she's going to do the Jennifer Coolidge thing in our show. Yeah. And it it doesn't fit in with the tone. It doesn't fit in with the world of Westfield. It wasn't her character. No. I didn't believe her to be insidious. No. I love the idea of a realtor that's like, because Mary, I'm a part or was apartment hunting for a while. And it's just like. Yeah, they're all blood-sucking realtors. You know, they just want their fucking money. They'll do whatever they can. I have a feeling that my broker is going to, like, get me to move out. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. (laughs) She can re-rent the place. Jessica's coming for you. Yeah. (laughs) Let's scare Jessica to death. Yeah, let's scare Uh, Jessica to death. Yeah. but, But I felt like with Jennifer Coolidge's character, it wasn't... I, I didn't I didn't get that duality. 
Yeah. Well, I didn't get that. Yeah. I, I really, it, to me, it was one of those things of like, God, Ryan Murphy, you're so satisfied with yourself that you have, you know, queen of the moment, Jennifer Coolidge in this role. It's so, it's like putting Jeff Goldblum in phone commercials. It's like, oh, stop pandering, you know? So Jennifer Coolidge, I, I will say that somebody told me, they reminded me because I remember reading this article, like when it came out, right? I like, before I knew it was a Ryan Murphy thing, I read the article and then found out they were that Ryan Murphy had optioned it. I was like, oh, okay, Ryan Murphy is going to do this. Great. And then found out that Jennifer Coolidge was going to be in it and was going to play like the neighbor. I thought she was going to play the neighbor. Uh-huh. Uh, that's what I originally kind of thought. Um, and then my friend uh, told me that, oh, no, she's in The Watcher and she plays the, the realtor. And then Mary, I just, I've probably made my friend feel really uncomfortable because I just started doing Jennifer Coolidge as a realtor. And he reminded me that my Jennifer Coolidge was basically another version of Cher. Do you want to, I mean, let's also remember there's... I found this house. I think you're just going to love it. (laughs) It's like if Cher has to whisper and she's talking to Jimmy Stewart, who also lives on this cul-de-sac. And Dave Matthews is upstairs. Nora, you're not going to believe it. It's this huge house with this sweeping lawn. And I just have this feeling, you know? Do you want to do Jennifer Coolidge as Cher? If I could turn back time. Yeah, not going to order you a pizza, you know? Uh, Makes me want a hot dog real bad. Now, can you say makes me want a hot dog real bad, but as Jimmy Stewart? Oh, um, <laughs> take it to the moon and back. It makes me want a hot dog real bad. There you go. <laughs> uh, and what about, um, can you say you look like the 4th of July? I love you, Mary. What'd you say? What, can you say you look like the 4th of July, but you're Dave Matthews? You look like the 4th of July. <laughs> uh, there you go, folks. There you go. You, I, I, any other requests, this listeners? This is why I'm single. This is exactly why I'm single. Let's well, if you're not putting this, this on Hinge, then I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Ask me about my dot, 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 share <laughs> slash Jennifer Coolidge slash Jimmy Stewart slash Dave Matthews Band reference. And Bobby or, uh, De Niro. Impression. And Bobby De Niro impression. He lives two blocks down. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing is, is like, I feel like... I feel like everybody has a share. Every gay man has a share. And everybody has a share. Jennifer Coolidge, a lot of gay men have, and they go to the one quote, the the legally blonde two. They go to, gosh. Oh, gosh. They go to Owen Wilson meets Jennifer Coolidge. Yes, yes. But they go to, but it's weird how they go to the one quote from the commercial for uh, Red, White, and Blonde. You know what I mean? Like, they don't go to Legally Blonde 1. Oh, maybe they'll do, oh, the pendants. Oh, no, that's the gay guy that says, works every time. Um, I'm taking the dog, dumbass. Like, they'll do that one, I think, Mm -hmm. third, you know? Yeah, well, you know, I, 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 and no one's quoting the White Lotus. Well... Right. Nobody's quoting Light Lotus. I'm sure there are things to quote of Jennifer Coolidge's from that show, right? I think there are. I think I might even do a White Lotus rewatch with the new one coming out. I'm going to do a White Lotus rewatch with the new one coming out as well. Yes, it yeah. starts next week. Oh, then I got I to gotta hop to it. Um, um, but yeah, Jennifer Coolidge, sorry I went on that little uh, Coolidge tangent. Uh, 
you know, they're they're you went off the cool edge. <laughs> um, one of our Marys, I think, sent it to us because we had mentioned on a podcast. We said, "Oh my God!" I think it was when we did Bound. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we, we we talked about that movie on Patreon, mm-hmm. and we were talking about Jennifer Tilly, and was like, "Oh, she would be great snatch game character. Wouldn't be great if it was like Jennifer Coolidge and then Jennifer Tilly for All Stars Seven, right?" Mm, I, and yes. then Jinx Monsoon comes out with a fucking video of her playing both roles. Oh, that's true. Oh, that's true. That's Ugh. true in her new sketch show. Yeah. Ugh. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I, I, I'm gonna sue her. I know Jennifer Tilly could have played this realtor. Oh, that now that would have been because Jennifer Tilly can kind of get can nestle into a role in a way that yes, Jennifer Coolidge doesn't, which is fine. But Jennifer Tilly is like a little bit more. She can get in there a little bit more. You know, I think that she, I I could totally see her being a little manipulative, uh, you know, sexual with the. Uh, the, the detective and mm-hmm. I don't know. I could just see that world if we want to keep that ah, kind of thing. Nora, come join, come play tennis. Actually, you're supposed to, you're supposed to let me win a couple. <laughs> yeah, I, and I mean, it's. I know that you you do not uh, watch Real Housewives, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, but there is. Uh, I think I think kind of in like the uh, they show that like evolutionary progression of like apes to man. And I think there is somewhere and I don't know what the direction is, but there is a progression to or from Jennifer Coolidge and Kathy Hilton, which is Paris Hilton's mother. Paris Kathy Hilton looks like if Jennifer Coolidge like went to like a. I don't know, an ayahuasca retreat and did a few too many ceremonies like it's just all of it is kind of just like pulled in uh but she's also a kook i i put that out there for the mary's listening jennifer coolidge to kathy hilton not a far journey right speaking of not far journeys here's a question for you it's a real housewives themed question so mary i recently went to a hotel bar and i sat near a group of i think it was like seven women and they looked like real housewives like they looked like the real housewives of new york they all looked kind of like Jennifer Coolidge. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was just this look. Are there any scenes in Real Housewives of New York that is filmed at the Baccarat Hotel Bar? You know, I, they are, like, currently, or, like, have they ever gone to the Baccarat? Yeah, that's what I want to know. Because it, it was, like, it was uncanny. They were all uh, taking pictures of themselves. I was like, are these housewives coming here because the housewives of New York came here. It's possible they, you know, they went to the Regency uh hotel bar very often. The Regency, okay. that was a big place they went to, but I can't see why they wouldn't go to the Baccarat. It's uh, literally right around the corner. Yeah, so yeah. it's very possible that that's a place that they've been. That is in their their part of town that they would go to. Okay. Well, yeah. Because there's a lot of upside ladies. Yeah. I went uh, to that hotel bar before I went to a show on Friday, and I did not order a drink because, Mary, I'll spend my money elsewhere. Like, it was like $40 for a a whiskey on the rocks. It's, you know, it's really like $22, but you know what I mean? Like, it was wild. Yeah. You need to get yourself a Harry Dubin. Can you tell, is that a husband? So Harry Dubin was this like, he's this like sort of, 
periphery character throughout the se- the season the series of uh Real Housewives of New York. He's this like cat about town that like half of them have slept with. Oh. You know, one of them, Aviva Drescher, who took her leg off, they were married for a couple years. Okay. Uh and he just has like fucked all of them. And Honestly, like, he's probably aged out a little bit, but if you look at, like, Harry Dubin, not, like, young, but, like, Harry Dubin, like, early seasons of Roni, oh, you would, you'd suck the Rolex right off of him. Trust me. <laughs> uh, put that on a tote bag. Yeah. I, uh, speaking of people that I would suck the Rolex right off of, praise to Ryan Murphy, as we were kind of, like, giving him shade for casting the It Woman, Jennifer Coolidge, in this show, uh, kind of miscasting her. I have to say... Bobby Cannavale, I will watch anything he is in, and I will do whatever he tells me to do. Sit in my face, please. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, smother me like a pork chop. I uh, I love Bobby. I was reminded recently, do you remember he played Will's boyfriend on Will and Grace? Yes, of course. I had forgotten that, and I was like, oh, that is a root. That's why Bobby's so important to me is because mm. uh, because it was this like thing of like he was I remember his character was very neurotic and was very like you know uptight yeah, in his own right, way right, exactly. but didn't but was also like a, a very like talked the way Bobby talked and was a cop and was like in mm. so many ways and I remember you know at that age of like oh my god that could be a gay man could he be a gay man with me? You know, like I was, he looks like one of my dad's friends. Yeah. yeah. Right. I, I feel like yes. I know what his bedroom furniture might look like. You uh, know? We do know exactly what his bedroom furniture looks like. Absolutely. Uh, he inherited from his mother who inherited from her grandmother. Yeah. Who then once grandma went to assisted living, you know, it, it's passed on, but then Bobby, don't buy new. It's don't buy ju- new. It's a, it's a very heavy, heavy dresser. It's very heavy. Very dark with, wood. Yes, very, very dark with the with the mirror that's attached it's to attached. it. It's attached. It's the big mirror that's attached. It's got the we've talked about this. It has the handles that clang, the little swingy gold that's handles. That's correct. There's yeah. little gold hang uh little clangers. And right? when you open the drawer, it goes clunk, 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 clunk when you when the little handles go. Uh-huh. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. And there's a matching bed frame. It's got a huge. God, it's so heavy. It's gigantic. Yes. I don't know how it, they got everything it up is there. heavy. Yeah. Everything is heavy. Absolutely. So it's the dresser, the bed frame, and then oh god, wasn't there one other piece of furniture that would come with bedroom furniture, Mary? What? I feel. I mean, he always had like a little framed Virgin Mary on the wall. I know. That. Oh, it's either that or it's like a statue. There's a little statue on the dresser next to where he puts his watch. Yes. A rosary. There's one of those little, it, it's on a lanyard and it's like a prayer card on a lanyard. Uh huh. The prayer on, card. Yes, yes, yes. Hanging on it the was, dresser. It yeah. was his grandmother's funeral. It, it was. It was. It was <laughs> Grandma Antonio's funeral. Yeah. Uh, Grandma Cannavale. Yeah. But, but isn't there a another piece of furniture that back in like the 80s and 90s that would come with the set? You would get probably maybe a side table, some side oh, table. Oh, um, it's an end table. Okay, end, so yeah. yes. So the same wood is also this end table. Same That's clangy right. drawers. It, and yep. It's two little drawers that you, you know, and, and, they're, and they're thick. Like the drawers are almost a little too thick for the frame. So it's mm-hmm. like, it slides out, you know. It's a little, uh-huh. it's kind of shake it out, like shake the drawer out. 
Yes. We have both had sex with these men, haven't we? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> I must have. I don't know how I know their bedroom sets so well. I know uh, these dressers. Well, here's the thing. Here's why. Because I can't remember what episode it was where we did a full Bobby out. But oh, um, he, was, he was in it, right? He was in the show, right? It must have been something we... Uh, movies and TV shows. What was Bobby in that we talked about? I don't know, Mary. I feel like we, he just came up. He just came up in Maybe. conversation. Maybe it was. I'm just looking through. I mean, I know I remember him on Nurse Jackie, but we haven't talked about that. Oh God. Um, uh, anyway, in any I, event, the, oh, yes. uh, oh, maybe it was Itanya because he oh, was maybe, in that. Maybe it maybe. was Itanya. We did we did uh, check in about that. Right, but the one of the things I wanted to mention is that like part of this is that. Bobby, you know, uh, was born in Union City, New Jersey. Right. And so to bring us back to the whole New Jersey thing, like, a la the familiarity with Westfield, you and I also both have a very, like, distinct sense of, like, oh, you're from Union City. I know exactly who I'm fucking if they live in Union City. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. God, I've been to Union City. I have a very clear memory of, like, what I see Union City as. And There's, uh, there's an adjacent thing like if you have sex with a guy from bensonhurst you're gonna see uh -huh. the same type of furniture yes if absolutely. you're fucking the guy in bensonhurst because his family actually you know in the late 90s moved to union city they moved mm -hmm. to new jersey right at some point and that furniture came with them or but Harrison, you know? Yeah, there, but there's definitely still a great aunt in Masspeth who also has this furniture, and <laughs> and she might have to move out, and you just move into her house and keep the furniture, you know? This isn't Ikea furniture. This is like Ethan Allen. This is like, oh, this I don't is, even know where. Yeah. Where did they buy this? It was from a catalog. Probably from a catalog. I mean, I don't know where. You, I, I, I don't know They don't where. make it anymore. They don't there's make a it. wood shortage now. Yeah, so. they, this is no particle board. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, it is not particle board. This is heavy fucking shit. Yeah. And and it, it doesn't And mean I got it, slammed on it. Yeah, that doesn't mean that the bed frame doesn't rattle a little when Bobby's got a good rhythm going, you know? Hold on, baby, I'm oh, close. God. You know? This is you, a I, free episode, isn't it? It is a free episode. <laughs> it is a free episode. But you I know what? It. It's fine. Fuck it, you know? Uh if we're alone on this, then I don't want anyone around. Well, that anyway, Bobby Cannavale, I thought was a great addition to The Watcher. I, I thoroughly enjoyed him. I thought he was great. Um, I Yeah, I really appreciated him. Naomi Watts was actually somebody that I was excited about, but I thought was really weak. I agree. I always want to like Naomi Watts so much more than I think I end up liking her in a lot of things. Like, I remember her being in that movie, was it 28 grams? 21 grams. I remember her being good mm -hmm. in that. But like she was great in the ring. She was really good in the ring. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen Mulholland Drive. It's such a oh big Oh my god. Okay. Okay. I feel like that will change a lot. It's it such will. a big omission. I, I know three things about it, but I just Well, we did a whole lip sync episode about that. Yeah. Oh, we did. That's right. Oh, that's right. We did. That's one of the one of the, the ballads. One um, of the ballads, yes. Uh yeah. she was but anyway, they were, you know, the stars of the show, and I I cared mostly about all of the supporting characters. And I feel like that is a very Ryan Murphy thing. For the most part, I can maybe name two series that Ryan Murphy created or directed or wrote or whatever that 
I thought ended well. The the one the first one that comes to mind, and then I'm gonna have to think really hard. Um, the first one that comes to mind is the assassination of Gianni Versace. That I thought was just so well done. I loved all of the side characters and I loved the main character. But most of Ryan Murphy's stuff, it's not the main character that's your favorite. It's all of the side characters. You just wanna fuck the main characters. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, I'm looking at his IMDb because I am, you know, I, I feel like I'm not wildly well-versed, but I do know that I watched, um, oh, it's gonna, it's gonna run away from me, but it was that, oh, oh, it was the, um, the O.J. Simpson one. Yeah. American okay. Crime Story. Mm-hmm. That one, I think it's like, you know, I mean, I, I don't even know who the main character of that would be, but I feel like I think about the ensemble. I think about Connie Britton as Faye Resnick, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like in a tiny role, but it's like, oh my God, I think about Selma Blair as Chris Jenner, you know, like just this like tiny casting. And obviously Sarah Paulson uh, as Marsha, uh, Marsha, Marsha Clark, Marsha Clark, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Um, but I, and that also I feel like ended well, but also like he couldn't really write a different ending the ending was already written yeah that's the thing with those crime stories he can't fuck it up right he can't fuck it up because like the narrative is already figured out so uh the johnny versace one it's like part of the reason you made this this miniseries is because of the narrative that's already there you know yes and i feel like with the watcher though he i know that there was some like hullabaloo about the you know the people that it's based on they were like look we don't we don't even want them to look like us. We're done with this. Why are you making this? Right? So they're mm-hmm. like, please, go off script, darling. Yeah. And, and I feel like Ryan's like, great, I'll just make another American Horror Story. But if he had stayed true to the ending, I think, I don't know, it, it's just an eerie story. It's just eerie. They don't even move into the house, Mary. Well, I mean, that's the thing is like this could have been a movie that was more based on like the reality. And because the thing is like in the first episode, maybe even the first couple episodes before we get into all these other red herrings and and is it the kid who's setting up the cameras? Is it this person? Is it the is it, you know, the the private investigator or whatever? Um, There's a real kind of like off kilter almost david lynch kind of energy of like everything feels a little weird and mm. the neighbors are just like it's a little strange what's uh-huh. going on i love the first episode I yeah loved it. there was just kind of a a, a a weird off kilterness about it all that i thought oh i wasn't expecting this to get so kind of surreal or have moments of like Naomi watts staring out the window but there's like wah 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 music in the background so it all just feels a little <laughs> off you know and <laughs> <laughs> it's so true though it's right like, huh yeah and so i thought if this was like either a three-part miniseries or just a two-hour movie you could have just lived in like the surre- the surreality yeah. of it all you know just an eerie little film right with no ending you yeah. know what i mean and it's just like yeah, yeah. those that letters are out. fucking creepy they're really scary mary and to like read them and to know that it was real and oh god it was the 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 whole article it just reads so well. It's like, oh my god, I can't believe this fucking happened to these poor people. Um, the, the it it definitely could have been shorter and and it would have packed a punch. I will say the one thing that I was excited by because I was like, oh, are we actually going to do this? Is when I thought it was going to be actually. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Paranormal. Uh-huh, when yeah. when we saw the footage of the the dead girl 
Right, right. That was creepy as fuck to me. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, this is like, great, we're going to paranormal. Even that, like, that was never really solved, right? It was that the private investigator had hired this girl who was dressed in the little nightgown that was in the sort of fake Yeah, but I thought that was debunked. Oh, I thought I thought that was I thought that she'd explain that in bed that it was like oh yeah no I hired yeah but her. then the daughter was like no oh then I don't know then then I I thought it was wrapped up but that would make sense with Ryan Murphy that it is not wrapped up like what was what was up with that girl right and then yeah like when when I when I thought this was gonna be paranormal of like okay this it's like The Shining meets. The Watcher, right? I was like, okay, this family died here. Okay. And I was like, okay, I can get into this narrative now. Like ghosts, ghosts are real in this world. And then it was debunked. And I'm like, this just feels like another American Horror Story thing. And I don't know. It was That was disappointing because I wanted it to go there. I, Whenever there's a dumb waiter, now I always think of a show that I started watching and needed to stop watching called The Haunting at Hill House. Did you watch that show? Yeah, that was the the Mike, uh, what's his name? Yeah, that guy. The, that guy. That guy. That, that show was much too scary for me to even finish. I watched four episodes, and I think I watched a total of 45 minutes out of all four episodes because I was cu- covering my eyes. I was so scared, and one of the scenes that will I will always remember is when uh, one of the people or the kids or something gets stuck in the dumbwaiter and instead of it going up it goes down into that creepy fucking basement and then I had to cover my eyes you know what I mean like there's something fucking down there and it starts walking towards the dumbwaiter it was horrifying horrifying and I felt like the dumbwaiter storyline too was it wasn't even really like we got the the note that went up and then the Jasper was in there once, and I, yeah, I don't know all of that because you know it, it suggests that like oh Jasper was in there maybe he got in there through the tunnels and like and what's the deal with Jasper like there's all the like which is you know Pearl's little I guess her son or her husband I couldn't tell what the age difference was I feel like neither could I Terry her brother maybe I think it was her brother maybe her brother yeah but um, like even that like that storyline the it was explained that he is the way he is because. He walked in on the dead family. Right, right. But I, that I, also was debunked, you know? Yeah, I know. So I definitely, I do not understand. Um, and then, you know, just on top of all of that, because all of this kind of gets debunked, you know, there is the suggestion that at least some of this was because of this woman, this private investigator, Theodora Birch, played by Noma oh. Domazweni, who was in The Undoing. She um, is the Actually, you know what, Mary? We're talking about Bobby Cannavale. We're talking about Margaret Martindale. We're talking about Mio Farrow. I mean, Noma is is the show. She's. I mean, she she also understood the show the she assignment. was on. Yeah. Yes. Um, and she was great in the Undoing. That was. I. She was a real uh, shine out. You know, shiner of that one. But um, she admits to Dean towards the end that like she was trying to drive them out of the house. And I guess my question is like, so are you the one who killed the ferret in the first episode? Right. Cause who if, killed the ferret? Who killed the ferret? Cause I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, if someone told me that I wanted you out of your house, so I killed your pet, I'd be like, ploink, there goes your life support. Like, we're yeah. done. We're done, Teddy. You know, like you that traumatized is, my son. You yeah. Know? I wouldn't just sit there and go, Hmm. I'd, 
I punched them in the face. So, but then it seemed like some of what she was saying was also debunked of like, no, she was just trying to give them some, some uh, closure before she died. But then her daughter confirms at the funeral that like, no, half the stuff she told them wasn't true. Yeah. Was it, did, is it really half? Did I miss that detail? Oh, or some part, some in- integral part of it wasn't true. That like, then I think the daughter admits she like, never you, lived there, right? Wasn't that? Yeah, the part? And I, I feel like the daughter admits it. Like, oh, a lot of what she told you wasn't true. She just wanted to give you guys closure. Yeah, and so if she wrote herself into the story, that would give them like not only like an answer, but then like she she'd die, and that'd be the end of it. And so. Basically, maybe she didn't kill the ferret. You know what? I take it back, Theodora. I, I machine back on. Um, yeah, I don't think she killed her. I think it again. It was just like another kind of like Ryan Murphy being like, "Let's just explode this story and make it ambiguous, like the original story that is yeah. ambiguous because there's no th- nothing was ever solved." But I don't know. It it came off as very unsatisfying. I have to tell you, and I wonder if Marys agree. When the show went off the rails for me. When uh, Richard Kind and Margot Martindale come back. So that was what I was just going to bring up next is like, you know, another thing that was like, what the fuck was like at the end of episode two. It appears that like there there may be a murder suicide and they're, they're both dead and and bodies are carried out of the house and the son is blaming them. And then they come back and you're like, what the fuck? It's a blood cult. And then the explanation is, no, our son went crazy. And he brought home two homeless people who looked like us to our house while we were in Florida and killed them. I'm just like, what is this storyline? Right now, like, we're all... Be- and like, and this first, is normal? Okay, well, this, this is, is normal? Not, yeah, oh, the police are just like, oh, okay. Like, nobody at the, at the crime scene confirmed, like, no, these are not the bodies of right. Moe and, and Mitch. Like, what the fuck? Like, it was such a plot hole to me. It just didn't work. It didn't work. Yeah, I thought I was happy to see that they returned, but it, I was just like, oh, but at what cost, you know? I just didn't believe anything anymore. I was like, what am okay, I guess I, I you know, sunk cost. I'm like, I guess I'll finish. Yeah, I certainly like went for the ride and that I was like, well, I want to see what happens or I Yeah, I want to see I, how they try to end it. Yeah, and you kind of and I binged it, you know, I, the way you're supposed to, and so you kind of you know, you get into, you know, you get a good, you get a good rhythm going and you just keep going, you know, kind of like Bobby in the bed, you know, mm. and it's like, well, I might as well finish. And I felt like that's where I was. You know, they didn't have enough sex scenes with Bobby for a Ryan Murphy series. I mean, it was a lot of false starts and a lot of like, you know, Nora being like, oh, I'm feeling a little sexy and him being like, oh, I gotta look at this case. I'm like, Bobby, <laughs> what are you doing? Like... <laughs> Uh, it's yeah it was that was a loss um we in terms of of other like folks because you know there's there's bobby and naomi uh and their kids their kids are fine um the kids are fine right the girl she she dates the dakota Dakota. security kid and and that ends up being at first he's like oh what's going on why is this like first of all this crazy shit's happening and dean hires some 19 year old i know with a startup he doesn't even get fucking adt you're in westfield get adt get a slow thousands of dollars hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah Yeah. no ridiculous the slowman's moat you know what I mean? I believe like, that. Oh, yeah, and so no, I'll hunter the I'll I'll hire this kid uh played by H Hunter Hall Dakota uh who is then like a suspect for a little bit but is also like 
uh, an 18 year old who's like 19, 19. Oh, he's 19, flirting around with Ellie. The, but I'm old daughter. for my age. I'm just born to be bad. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who's 16. And then that becomes a plot point of, oh, well, 16 oh, I is love the age that. of consent. Right. New, New Jersey. Jersey. Yeah, New Jersey. And I was oh, but like, it's 16 in New Jersey. I was oh, but it's like, 16 oh, in New Jersey. <laughs> so then that kind of became a nothing thing. So it's like, oh, it's okay. Age of consent, 16 in New Jersey. So that's fine. <laughs> and, and then it, it also becomes a little bit of like Ryan Murphy being like, look. Look at me. Topical topics. What yeah. happens if Dakota gets the police called on him? Right. I know. Right. Oh, I, I saw that too. I was like, are we really going to do this? Yeah. Like we're like, really slowing oh, things God. down to have this moment that like, okay, great. But like, you're and just giving yourself points. A little, it seemed just a little gratuitous, right? Yeah. Like almost kind of like trauma porn. It was, and it was, and and it kind of went to almost a, a like TV movie of the week of like Hunt yes. Dakota and his and his parents or his mom and his lawyer and uh and and that scene outside where he says to Dean like you understand how this is different for me right, right. And I was just like oh God you you're you're so fucking proud of yourself. This is like the Jennifer Coolidge thing all over again, you know? Mm. Yeah, that whole thing didn't work, and then they were like best friends. I'm like Dakota, I, I, I like. That character would fucking fly the coop. Like, fuck this right? guy. Fuck this rich guy. Fuck him. Yeah, and exactly. Fuck you. Yeah. And fuck you and fuck Al- Ellie. Get out of there. Who cares? Yeah, fuck you know? that girl. She sucks. Yeah, she sucks. Uh, and then there was that whole other thing with uh, Roger Kaplan, the teacher who had them all write poems, an ode to a house. What was that? That storyline also really confused me because it, it came in late. Right, it came in yeah. very late in the series, and I I don't think that was based in anything real either. And it was like, okay, they're they have to find some reason for like odes to houses, and he was also crazy, right? Like I don't sort know, of, he dated he just... a student. You know, I was just like, Ryan, what are you doing? <laughs> right, because there was his wife who was like, oh yeah, no, that or his ex wife was like, oh yeah, that's definitely Roger. Um, yeah, because then he like ends up. He's it wasn't him, but he's like, oh, you want you think I'm the watcher? Fine, I'm gonna stand out of your outside your yeah. house and watch your house all day. And it was like, so he's kind of like John Graff, where I'm like, okay, but maybe you're not what they think you are, but there's definitely something wrong with you. Like, yeah, the it was it was too much. It was too yeah. much. Uh, and the cop too, the detective. detective Rourke, yeah, he. I mean, I get it. He was a villain in so many ways, but uh, I just don't think that would have. I didn't see enough that the town was kind of like allowing him to keep doing this, right? Like, mm-hmm. there wasn't enough evidence for me to believe that this detective would have this much power that would go unchecked. Right. The idea of like, and if you call the cops, I've already told them not to help you. Like, it was, it was, it got really, for him to end up not being a suspect, he certainly did a lot of suspect things, you know? Yeah, the twist of him with the realtor, I guess I kind of liked, you know. I mean, I like I I like, you know, Christopher McDonald and Jennifer Coolidge as character actors uh-huh. playing a couple. I think that's, you know, or or sort of a, you know, a, a brief couple. I think is a is a great little twist. I mean, doesn't he dump her and she gets upset? What happens? Yeah, I think he dumps her. Um I, yeah, that ends for for one reason or another. That ends. I keep confusing what happened with him in Hacks with Gene Smart and what happened with him in this show with Jennifer Coolidge because J- Christopher McDonald always plays the same character essentially. I see. Yeah. Yeah. The God. Uh, I just feel like he 
Ryan Murphy added so many characters and so many suspects that uh, things just kind of lost their way or they got dropped and uh, it left the series being really unsatisfying. I don't recommend it to people, you know? I, I, I think ultimately I don't either and that there's so much out there and this is like an investment of time of like there's other more satisfying shows out there. I think, you know, I was thinking like by the end of it, there is the suggestion that like it was none of the suspects, but all of them have something to be suspicious about. I kind of thought like, there is a sort of like murder on the Orient Express kind of thing where like it, mm-hmm. it not here, like in the fantasy version where it does end up being all of them right. in a way. Like Clue. Like Clue, yeah, where it, it ends up all of them are in some way. Like indeed Dakota was, you know, spying on them and indeed Pearl was, you know, cra- whatever, you know, w- was a, a nutcase and Jasper was sneaking into the house and, you know, like that all of that was happening, you know, and even that maybe the twist that indeed Margot, you know, Mitch and Moe were, you know, part of a cult. Like I mm-hmm. love the kind of overbloated Ghosts idea. are real. Yeah. yeah, that by the end, all of it was real. That's how fucked up this house was. And I, some people would say they'd be over the top, but I prefer that versus... Whatever. Hell the, House. I mean, American Horror Story, people love that first yeah, season, right? Go I mean, crazy. Uh, what's that? Uh, the Amityville Horror, right? Like, that. this storyline is... Look at Poltergeist. Look at what happens exactly. in the last 10 minutes of Poltergeist. The house tries to eat them, you know? Yeah. This is... It's, it's nothing new. He could have just gone with that. Instead, he went to the... I I get what he was doing again. It's I just didn't like it. He was being like, "Well, it's ambiguous. They still don't know what happened. Isn't that creepy?" It's like, "Yeah, that is really creepy. They still don't know who is sending the Broadduses, uh, the original family, the letters. They that it just went unsolved." Yeah, but you know, this was the Brannocks, so solve something. You know, yeah, uh, solve something, please. Solve something. Yeah, I would have, you know, Charlie. I uh, do something, Charlie. I I was. I was disappointed when it was like, oh, Theodore Birch, oh, she, it was her all along. I was like, oh, God, this is so stupid. Yeah, yeah. But I at least would have been more satisfied that it ended that way. I could at least accept that I didn't see it coming, you know? Right. And, right. Uh, but yeah, it was, uh, you know, um, I think there was a lot of Ryan Murphy there. I mean, I didn't watch the Hollywood miniseries oh, or whatever, oh, but God, I feel like don't. that had a similar spiral into, you know, idiocy oh god it was yeah and it was was just like patty (laughs) oh yeah i only only watched the first episode and i couldn't keep going because the one thing that was great about it was there was a lot of gay sex like a lot of it right like like gratuitously and i'm like all right ryan murphy go off he's been doing that since nip tuck and i'm like good Mm -hmm. because it's the whole thing with dylan mcdermott and the gas station yes that whole like which was true you know whatever uh i'll just watch the documentary on that you know whatever that guy's name was um but yeah and i saw like a couple episodes of feud the betty and joan one and i was like god am i the only one who hates this <laughs> like it's terrible yeah i didn't i think i watched the first episode and then like i had to pay for all the other episodes it was that mm. time of my life yeah and uh yeah i didn't finish watching feud um yeah right you know oh, I, he's I, behind Dahmer. mary Yes. Oh. And that's also why Dahmer, I mean, that went off the rails too. Oh, and that's it. based on a true story. I was just like, what are you doing here? What narrative are you fucking creating here? God, I think the weirdest credit is that he's behind the show 911 with Angela Bassett. Oh, I don't know that. It's uh, like, it's some like, you know, uh, cop show on Fox that's been around since 
2018. It's one of those That's shows insane. that like I don't watch, but there's like seasons of it that somebody must be watching. You know, like Jag. Somebody's watching all this mm-hmm. Jag. You know. You know, Ryan Murphy. Uh, first of all, I love Nip Tuck. Like I love that series. It went off the rails. It was trash. It was trash, and there was male butt. And I'm just like, yes, sign me up mm. on FX. Glee, I have to tell you, the pilot for Glee, if the pilot for Glee was the tone of the rest of the series, I would love it. But I feel like what happened to Glee is what happened to Drag Race. It started as sub- subversive. It was a commentary on something, on reality television competition shows. Right? There was something going on. And the pilot for Glee, I thought, was brilliantly done. It was making fun of show choirs. And this whole world. And then it just became so saccharine. And it became serious. And it became this vehicle to say something, right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that's what happened with American Horror Story too. Like it started off, those first two seasons were fucking phenomenal. I liked Asylum. Yeah, yeah, that was the second season. The first season was the the Horror House or whatever it's called. Um, So good. And then... It, it, then the series just kind of went off the rails. I don't know. Scream Queens I've not seen. I, I hear it's very, very good because it's campy the whole time. And I'm like, okay, maybe I should watch that. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Uh, I did see that he's going to be producing uh, a, a chorus line miniseries. I don't know anything about that. So, oh, Well, it's like a chorus line, the musical, but a miniseries. I, I do love a chorus line. Yeah, it's centered on 17 Broadway dancers auditioning for spots on a chorus line set on the bare stage of a Broadway theater during an audition for a musical. How are they going to do a whole miniseries? It's going to be a bunch of flashbacks. But isn't it... But it's not reality? No, this is not a reality show. This is like a miniseries based on the musical. Oh, interesting. Oh, based on the musical? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, I don't know. He's not directing or creating it, so hopefully it's... It's just a writing credit. Oh, right? he's just, just producing a, it. Just producing it. Just putting some money behind it. I, I hope so. so. I think so. Anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know. I hate to kind of like poo-poo all over Ryan Murphy because, again, like a lot of his stuff starts really great. Well, I mean, I think I think it's the kind of thing where like he is so wildly successful and is given so many opportunities to produce and to write and to direct that like. I think it's only fair to be like, okay, if you're going to be giving, given basically like carte blanche on Netflix or, you know, Hulu or whatever to produce whoever you want, like there, there should be people out there going, yeah, but this isn't good, you know, because right. like, if you're going to, if you're going to be a vehicle for Jessica Lang, like it needs to be great, Ryan. Yeah. Like what a wasted opportunity to like create bad shows when you can be putting out more, you know, putting more male butts on TV, putting more like older actresses on TV, telling more like crazy fucking stories on TV. Like you have all those opportunities and you just fuck them up. Like, yeah, yeah I don't feel bad because I mean, we're just two jamokes on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, I know that he's behind pose, but from what I know, backstory is like he was behind the first season and then you know like it was like why are you writing and directing these shows so Mm -hmm. he kind of took a back seat for the rest of the series which apparently was much stronger than the first season so yeah pose is one of those things one day i I know people love pose i just it just i just didn't just didn't watch it i i I wanted to love The Watcher so much. I love the article so much. I thought it was so creepy, and I'm still creeped out by it. Uh, and yeah, uh, again, it started great, and uh, the 
the, see it if you want for the the supporting actors for sure. And yeah, for Bobby, right? Bobby's yeah, cute. certainly. See it for Bobby. See it for Margot. See it for Noma. Mia. See, yeah, see it for Mia. You know, uh, do that. Yeah. Otherwise, don't expect don't expect much, right? Yeah. Go watch something else. Maybe watch. Dragula Titans. <gasps> oh, Dragula Titans. Dragula Titans. So, you know, does a, as maybe just a, a, a brief transition in the world of All Right Scary, I, you know, we've talked about this probably on Patreon, and it was only like when the cast was like, we had the spoilers of who the Dragula Titans cast was going to be. But I wanted to just take this moment, because I think we've kind of rung the rag out on The Watcher. Yeah, I agree. Um, that what are we doing next on the main feed that you're listening to right now? If we have not shared this earlier, we are indeed covering Dragula Titans. Uh, the first episode comes out this week, I believe. Yes, it does. It comes out this week. I looked at the cast list and there's like only maybe two or three that I'm like, you're, I don't think you're going to win. Otherwise, I'm like, all of you could win. Yeah, I I just don't know what to expect because you know we we talked about this I guess on the Only Marys where we talked a little bit about Canada versus the world and I was kind of feeling like oh god I don't know and part of it was like some of these queens like we just saw them you know like I, so the the excitement of these kind of titans or all star seasons or like Dragula Resurrection was like oh where are they now how have they grown how has it changed you know like what to expect now and when it's like well if that queen was like just on an all star season in like super polished drag and she almost won it's kind of like it's a little less exciting than like someone we haven't seen in a while you know and so oh, yeah. I, I feel like for Dragula Titan some of these queens I'm like Abora I really haven't seen in a while you know oh man Abora god what Abora could have won Abora yeah. even bitch said that you know that artist over there and that was uh, and a lot of like her challenges that season were like personal. And I feel like so the evolution of the person meeting like their cool mm. drag, like so that's someone I'm excited by, but I also like don't have a recent memory to kind of go, Oh, I know what Abora is gonna do, but I assume she's gonna do well. Uh did I tell you, I think it was for oh it was a watch party for Dragula season three. I went to Macri Park and uh, oh, you know who was there? Um, John Polly was there. Oh, of course. Um, but it was star-studded. The Vixen was there. There were all these drag race people there uh, for this watch party hosted by Madeline Hatter. And uh, Bitch was there. Bitch performed. Uh, she did Pour Some Sugar on Me, which was hilarious. Um, and Abora was there, Mary. Mary Cherry was there. Um, but uh, Abora was there. And Mary... It was scary. <laughs> Her performance? It was scary. It was unhinged. And uh, I, I sh she fell on the ground with with one of the guests. Like, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot. And I don't think it was for any other reason than she was getting really into the performance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, we sh I mean, the, everyone always says this about all the seasons, but, you know, the, it sounds like there's lots of goops and twists on this season of Titans. I wouldn't be surprised. Of yeah, of course. They uh, are. Didn't she win Alaska's competition? Yes, I think I think Abora won Alaska's drag competition. I believe that's correct. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the I'm other, excited just, about it. Oh, go ahead. Mary, oh, I was to say just to kind of to name the other folks you know who are going to be on. Uh, 
and, and why they might be an interesting addition. Astrid Aurelia went home pretty early on season four, had kind of a meltdown in like the second or third episode. So mm. who knows? Uh, Erica Clash, another one from season two where I'm <sighs> like, who knows her. what Erica does now, you know? Oh, God. When I saw her at Bushwick, I was like, oh, shit. No, I just love her. I do. I, yeah. I remember that uh, there was some sort of storyline that was going on on season two that uh, I think we weren't jiving with that of how she was presented but yeah no i think she's very creative i think it's probably been honed very much yeah uh and then of course there is eva destruction from season three uh should be an interesting one uh my name is eva Eva destruction Destruction. for christ's sake for Uh, fuck's sake yeah there is unfortunately no hollow eve we are the only ones with spiders all over (laughs) our tits uh this season i know when i yell i sound like your mother (laughs) or share yeah um that's right yeah host of teratoma this house (laughs) sorry (laughs) it was haunted (laughs) (laughs) um can you say spiders all over my tits as Jennifer Coolidge? Spiders. No, I can't. I can't wait. Let's all see. Wait, let's see. My, let's yeah, see. All, what does she say? All over. It'd be like all uh, over. It makes me want a hot dog real bad. There were hot there were spiders crawling all over my tits. There it is. There it is. Yeah. I someone I do feel we just saw Hoso Teratoma. <laughs> oh God. She's somebody that I'm like, oh God. Like they're totally gonna win, right? Yeah, I'm very. I feel like there's just there was so much more to see, even in Hoso's season. That like, who cares if she was just on last week? You know? Yes, yes. Uh, Kendra Onyx is from season two. Is someone who I'm like, I don't know what to expect with Kendra. I don't. I mean, if we're going on promo looks, I'd say it's uh, a little more Spirit Halloween. I'm just gonna say it, but uh, but. You should see my promo look, you know. Um, didn't she really kind of shine in Resurrection, though? She Didn't she have yes. some great moments? Yeah. So She had some great moments. Uh, I think more so in the, in like yeah. the reality part. I remember some tears in a water yeah. bottle. Yeah. yeah, water bottle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the other one was... Uh, who's the one from... Other other queen from season... Or monster from season four? There's Coco Kane. Oh, Coco Kane. You might season four of whores. Uh, that's... Uh, that's J. Jolie. But that's yes, uh, Coco Kane, I'm excited. To I'm ex- that, yeah, Coco sure. Kane, I'm excited. I feel like there's, she's such good TV. I'm very excited oh, about her. God, she's great. Uh, big boobies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah. I am not very familiar with season one, but Melissa B. Fierce. Melissa's going to fucking be fierce, Mary. There's yeah, no Melissa. 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 Oh, I, I just saw Melissa. <laughs> oh, Melissa, Melissa. <laughs> Melissa, yeah. Melissa. Melissa. Sister Mary Melissa. Sister Mary Melissa. I love Mary it. I just, Melissa. there's not enough Melissas. There's no Melissa representation in Drag Race. So That's give us right. a little Melissa. Melissa, um, Melissa Edwards. Um, <laughs> and then Vicky Black. Oh, God. Like, is she going to finally win? You know what I, I mean? She, I feel like she's going to just destroy this thing. Uh, oh, and also in Yavska. Um, who? Oh, yeah. We loved Yavska. Yeah. We loved I Yavska. Mean, and then she went home. And then she went home. I, You know, I love this, that she self-described as the Trisha Paytas of the underworld. I think that is, <laughs> that makes me so excited. Um, I, I think it's like, I like that Yavska is still doing mask drag. So it's, mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of like, I'm hoping that she's to, Sticks around longer to kind of see like variations on mask drag, you know. You know what I think? I a one kind of general reaction to the cast of Titans is that I don't think there's going to be anybody 
that's going to like cause a lot of drama and it's not going to be it's going to the show is going to kind of like not be about the drag like i i feel like this is a solid cast that's like yeah we're going to we're going to put on a great series instead of somebody that's like going to get into their head or you know what i mean like i don't have to worry about them yeah, I wonder if the if the twist is or the the twists and the goops and the gags are more built into the competition versus right. like you know oh we're now we're watching so and now we're watching Astrid have a meltdown you know what right. I mean like who knows I I think Eva's that's fighting with Yavska again right yeah. versus being like now we're gonna have you do all of this upside down and they're freaking out about that you know what I mean like, I hope there's... it's that mm-hmm. yeah I hope uh, that's that. the that's what I keep hearing is there's all these little twists in the competition so it's kind of like they won't have any time for the, you know, the, the emotional twists, but I do hope we get at least one monster like crying and psyching themselves up before an extermination. Cause that's mm. really sitting on a cafeteria table, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the back, you know, uh, we could say God bless RuPaul, but I'm going to say Satan. Damn the boules. My God. I'm just so happy that, that, there, that th- it just keeps escalating and it's just making its way into the culture even more. I, I think they're I'm so excited to see them again. I I feel like I keep forgetting like and we get to see the boules again. Yes, and, and they're gonna do their shtick. They're gonna Ugh. do their shtick. And, and I don't even know who the guests are, the guest judges are gonna again? be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be I think it's gonna be really fun. And I am so excited for a year that has been just super saturated with drag. This still feels like entirely fresh it's it a new season of dragula is what it used to feel like for new seasons of drag race you know i agree yeah i agree i i it's just a palate cleanser you know Mm -hmm. it's a thing to anticipate and get excited about and like some apple cider vinegar you know what i mean jumpstart the system absolutely get you know get those get those pipes flowing you know (laughs) correct yeah that's what apple cider vinegar does. It's just like, let me get in there. Let me clear the veins. I did not know Let that. me clear the pipes. Sad, yeah. Let me clear the ventricles. Let me just get in there. All right, Mary. Yeah. <laughs> it does. Oh, God. Well, I, uh, this, you know, obviously Halloween is next week. Uh, we have not decided on our Halloween episode, but that will also be happening alongside the Boulay brothers. Marys, if you're listening to this on a Monday or a Sunday night, know that the Dragula episodes are going to be coming out on Thursdays. Oh, so when does the episode, when does the Dragula episode air? Tuesdays. Oh my God. I can't believe it's like seconds away. So yes, our release schedule will change a little bit. We'll have Dragula episodes on the main feeds on Thursdays. Uh, if you're a Patreon, you'll get Drag Race UK episodes on Sundays, and then we'll put out All Right Scary on Sunday as well. Yes, uh, um, and Only Marys will come out somewhere in the week. Yeah, somewhere in the week, probably where, like a Tuesday or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, so you know we got a lot going on, and uh, I think that's I think that's all the drag that's happening until Canada versus the world happens in a few weeks. Uh, right. And drag Italia is happening, but we're oh, going yeah, we're... We're to respectfully just wait until yeah. we can watch it with a fairer eye. <laughs> yeah. I, I really, you know, uh, abundanza, but I'm si. going to, I'm going to need to, you prego. Know, yeah, I'm going to need to have a, put a little lid on that prego. I love it. Marys, if you have any thoughts on The Watcher, on Dragula, Titan season, you can reach out to us at allrightmarypod on Instagram. You can email us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com. 
Uh, you can also find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com or that's it. Uh, and you can also find me on Instagram at Johnny Also. And you can find more of me and my other two podcasts in the details, A Celebration of Nuance or Best Supporting Podcast, A Celebration of Best Supporting Actresses. And you can find more of me on Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. And of course, you can get more of both of us on Patreon at patreon.com slash allrightmary. All right, Mary. I don't know what to end this episode with, but it, it, I'm, I'm sure, Mary, you'll come up with something really yeah, I was thinking maybe every breath you take by the police or a cover or maybe like the the, the, the main theme from the 1977 Suspiria, like one mm, of them. So good. Yeah. We'll figure it out. All right, Mary. Well, yeah. stay spooky and happy Halloween. Halloween. Uh, and we'll talk soon. Yeah, potty potty, tutsies, creeps. Thank you.